In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, I get stumped with a great 70s one-hit wonder trivia question, Bill shows his United Kingdom geographical prowess, and we dip into the Covidio mailbag for two outstanding listener questions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in the history of podcasts. Do I have my radio voice today or not? <laughs> now, now it's I down. He was on see, earlier. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Put it back on. I we, like it. We called a, uh, a listener who wanted to be coached on the air, and we'll see. We didn't get hear back from her today, but we'll do it next time. And uh, all the guys in the room here said, we sound like you had your radio voice on. Bill had his radio voice. And I didn't calling, think I did. Calling her and she said, hey, this is Bill Kasky from the Advanced Selling Podcast, <laughs> talking to your voicemail. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys keep me That's honest great. on that. great. I don't want to do that. Uh, you can bring us in. And we've yep. got some, uh, actually, I'm uh, going up to the South Bend, Elkhart, Indiana area tomorrow to be yes. with a group that uh, uh, is a, some of them are listeners to podcasts. Definitely the, the VP of sales is and the sales manager. So we're looking forward to that. So if you have a group that you're getting together and want to have a speaker slash event slash trainer come in, Brian or I or both. So you can uh, send us an email to listener at advanced selling podcast, get the ball rolling just in the subject line, say, come see us and we will do that. Um, I have a trivia song here for oh, you. Oh, I love, I love this game. You know I like this game. I'm going to play the first few seconds okay. and then see if you can guess it. And I'll give you some background. Have you ever heard of the station WLS in Chicago? Of course, absolutely. Okay, when you were growing up, yeah. and I know you were a radio geek, yes. were you interested in WLS? Yeah. Was that it, part of the scene? In junior high, our music teacher, Mrs. Goodwin, had us write letters to radio stations across the country okay. and tell them we're studying radio and radio broadcasting, and then they would send you um, bumper stickers oh, yeah. or letter yeah. Pictures or of stuff, the jocks. swag and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So. Um, and you knew WLS because it was one of the biggest stations yeah. in the country. So you had WLS. You actually had WoWo, uh-huh. 1190 which in, was Fort big Wayne, in Fort which Wayne, which was huge. Yeah. And you had WLW in Cincinnati, uh-huh. 700 WLW, which to me were the big flagship yeah. uh, radio stations kind of in the Midwest. KDKA in uh, Pittsburgh was We big. couldn't get KDKA when no, I was young. No. You could get LS, WLW, and WoWo, yep. though. Yeah. But WLS, I used to think it start, It stood for the world's largest station, Oh, but it does not. It stands <laughs> for the world's largest store, which was Sears. In Chicago, that's who owned WLS, and that's how they got the call letters. Didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, the point is that I was reading a little blurb about this station the other day, and this song that I'm going to play for you was debuted on WLS in 1975. And so you were not even even alive. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. Is that one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater? Nope. Uh, nope. Uh, is that itty bitty teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini? <laughs> I'm kind of in that little cartoon <laughs> genre, aren't I? You're like that. I'm pulling these out of the air, like wow, right now. Like, like, where like is this stuff in my brain? Right. How did you even know that? Yeah. Yellow polka dot bikini. Yeah. It was yeah, let me, let me play it again itty bitty teeny weeny. Okay. Is it Three Dog Night? No. no. Man. Is it a one-hit wonder? It's a one-hit wonder, definitely. It is. Oh. Did the lyrics come in right there? Yeah. 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 Oh. Don't tell me. I think you'll 75? know 75? Yeah. 
It's not the street. Uh, no. It's, it's not. 74, 75. It's, it's a group called Reunion. Oh, it's, Reunion. Um, mm, it's right there. Can I hit it one more time? Oh, God, yeah. Maybe? Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> As soon as I play uh, the first the first five seconds, you're going to get it. Okay, ready? Oh, oh so I, the, the game's over? Well, I mean, you're, how, you're how much longer, play? <laughs> much longer <laughs> do we want to go with this? Broadcast this on and Monday. And I bet we have a few listeners who are in their 40s and 50s that might okay. know the answer to there this it one. There it is. There it is. Oh, dang it. I knew it. I knew it. Life is a rock. Dang it. I was right there. And the radio rolled. Life is a rock. Anyway, what so a great our, song. So Man, I thought you'd I like right that because I, I heard that. I thought, I think Man, it's been it's 44 years since I've even heard that song. That's I mean, it, great. It's, nobody plays it. Isn't that a great song? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, reunion. Life is a rock, but the radio roll me. I love it. So, Let the anyway. podcast roll me. Bringing it back to the shop. That was yeah. a good one. Me like. Uh, how about talking about our friends at CenturyLink? Now, we, Bill and I, have been mentoring training salespeople for years now. One of the most important elements to career success is aligning yourself with a company that develops employees, values their customers, and has a portfolio of products that can compete with anyone in the market. That's why we recommend our listeners have CenturyLink at the top of their list when they look for a new career opportunity. With the recent acquisition of Level 3, the new CenturyLink has become a world leader in the areas of cloud, security, real-time communications, managed services, and hybrid IT. If you are a top performer, and we know a lot of you are, who is looking for a fresh start in 2018, visit CenturyLink.com slash advanced selling and join their talent community. Once you join the talent community, a member of their team will reach out to you soon to connect and see if career at CenturyLink is the right step for you. That's CenturyLink.com slash advanced selling. Good. Okay. Okay, we're going to dip into the co-video mailbag today. If you haven't already done so, you long-term listeners know this. It's really difficult to stand out in the sales marketplace, and our good friends at CoVideo have a really great slick way for you to do that using video to replace email. It doesn't really replace it. It's a little software package that they have, but it works just like email. Your videos are personalized. They're, they're not overproduced. They go right to your customers, clients, prospects, and they've got a good little deal for you set up. So go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash CoVideo. That's C-O-V-I-D-E-O. And uh, our listeners who have uh, used and utilized and are utilizing it. love they it. love it. So yeah. of all the things we talk about in the podcast, as far as use, you know, yeah. really good use, our listeners would tell you CoVideo is a wonderful thing to check out. Everyone wants to be unique. This does it. It does. CoVideo yes. does it. So yes. I, I know we're looking for uniqueness in our messaging and our process and all that. But the question is, how can we be unique in the context and how we uh, communicate with customers? Yes. So that does that. Yeah. So here's the question that Mike has, and we're going to do two of these. We're yeah, going to two do mailbag. two mailbag questions today. So we're going to spend a little bit of time on this one, a little bit more time on the next one. Yeah. I want to start by saying thank you for sharing the podcast with the world. It's truly helped me uh, mold me into the salesperson I am today. Thank you, Mike. Very nice. I had an idea on what I thought sales was, and it wasn't what I thought it was. It's <laughs> better because of you guys. I wanted... I, 
I took total liberty with that. He didn't say that at all, actually. <laughs> now, I wanted to reach out with a question about account receivables from customers. I'm a salesperson in the, in the construction business. Very common for us to make our own calls on yeah. AR. Been struggling with a talk track that doesn't make us sound desperate for cash, but also doesn't put us in an uncomfortable position with our customers regarding future sales with them. Your thoughts and advice greatly appreciated. Good. Thanks for sharing the knowledge. Good. I have an opinion on this deal. Yeah, so let's let's think about this a little broader than just AR. Is all the things that might come up that you have to communicate with your yes. customers around. Whether it's AR is probably the main thing, but yeah. also maybe customers are not uh, not responding appropriately to requests from your company. It could be a, a lot of different things, but I think. Uh, in many organizations, it, it is the salesperson who is responsible for making it right. Yeah, which I don't believe. I don't think that salespeople should be put in that position. I know a lot of companies do. I just don't think. I think it goes counter to what you, it, the it whole does. idea, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's a structural issue first. So look and say, who is making those calls? Now, if you're going to have some, you know, jerk in the accounting department who's a hard ass, you know, call and try to demand money, that's a different message than the salesperson. That's one thing. But if the whole company communicates in the same way. I should be able to have my yeah. accounts receivable person, you know, make a polite call. But that's yet not usually the case. So if it's structural in your company, we, we had a guy, I used to be with a company, we had a guy named Larry Engel. Yeah. And Larry Engel was the best of both. He was just the hmm. greatest guy. And when he, when people would get on the phone with him, if they'd owe us a lot of money, he would just figure out a way to bond and rapport. And he was great, but most aren't because they haven't had yeah. training on yes. how to do that. Yeah. And so do you have any thoughts for Mike on what to do? And he talks about yeah. a talk track here, and uh, I'm not sure if I like that notion of a talk track. I know what he's talking about. He wants some verbs and he wants some verbiage. Would you rather me put a deck together for that then instead of a talk a PowerPoint track? PowerPoint deck? A deck. <laughs> deck. It's, a deck yes. stands for PowerPoint. I don't even, I don't even need PowerPoint deck. anymore. Uh, Mike, here's what I'd tell you to do. Uh, just speak your truth here. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of making calls that are collection calls. I don't know that too many people are. Some people, like, you know, get their... Some people love it. You know, like, oh, watch this, you know. <laughs> I just don't like that. I'm like, just pay me, and I'll collect it, and it's fine. Like, just pay me. And so just be... If you're uncomfortable, say you're uncomfortable. I'm okay with that. And likely the person on the other side of the phone can be uncomfortable. Like, hey, this sucks on both sides oftentimes. Yeah. And so here's the deal. It's one of the things I got to do. You guys are 45 days late on your last bill. I just want to work with you to get it cleared up so we can go talk about the fun stuff, the, the opportunity stuff, stuff, the strategy stuff. This is kind of rear view mirror stuff. I know not the best use of both of our times. Let's clear it up and be done. Yeah. So there's yeah. a little talk tracky. Yeah, thing. I like yeah. that. I Something like that. like that, you know. And so we're assuming here that we're going to bring this up with our contact rather than the A. AP people, the accounting people. Could be either. Yeah, it could be either. I don't uh, know. I like it, approaching your contact first, which is, I think, that's what yeah. that was about, that uh, talk track. Yes. Uh, can you help me? Yeah, can you help me? And uh, yeah, so don't don't be afraid of the conversation because I, I, I always feel like if you're if they're having it with you, they're having it with a lot of people. That's a good point. You're not the only one that, good point. that they owe money to that is back. Is, uh, so you just have to figure out and, and acknowledge that. That's part of what Brian talked about, just being super authentic and genuine mm -hmm. and acknowledge that and say, look, I'm sure I'm not the only guy, but I'm, I, I want to I remedy this uh, yes. you know, intelligently and ethically and all that. I will also tell you that I know for a fact, because a couple of my clients do this, they will milk the AR process as long as they can to hold cash, and they'll wait for the people to call. 
And so that, to your point, Bill, about not, don't point. be afraid. Some people sit back like, well, no, they're great client. And next thing you know, you're 90 days out. They haven't paid you for 90 days. Yeah. It, it's You, you got to, at some point, step up and say, yeah. hey, we got to get square. Because yeah. I know one of my clients does that yeah. as a strategy. Yeah. They wait for people to ping them, you know, two, three times before they uh, Squeaky wheel. They do it. Squeaky you know what I mean? Wheel. Okay. So good job, Mike. Thank you for that question. Yes. Here's a question from Eugene. He is from London. Text, oh, love your podcast. Welcome the opportunity to learn from you over the phone if possible. Uh, I mean, he's searching for a coach. Sounds like it. I work for a tech startup in London, 25-person firm, growing rapidly, want to be a big reason for that success. I like the attitude. I find it easy to get meetings, three to five per week, which means I should have lots of pipeline. After the initial pitch and proposal, I find it hard to nurture that lead. Would love to hear your thoughts on best techniques, being more selective with meetings maybe, and how to get the most out of the sales process. Hmm. So very good question. Is that the one that you thought I was going to Yeah. Win? Okay. I like this one. This is good. Yeah. I, mean, they're, they're, I love all our questions. You know that. Uh, I do. Our listener that. questions. Do that. Uh, this one is great, though, because there's, there's some something's wrong here. Something's off. Something's amiss. So this becomes like mm. a um, like an NCI podcast. We're going to find out what the problem is. Queen, minute mystery. So uh, mm. I'm going to go back and say he says in his email question that it's easy to get meetings. Yep. Correct. Yep. So one of the things I would have you explore is why is too it easy to get <laughs> meetings? Easy. Exactly. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Are you calling lonely people who are stuck in a closet? <laughs> so they're just looking you just for want a to friend. Talk to right? somebody. Exactly. I had a friend say. Someone that we both know who created an app. Uh, it's like a meetup app. Like, hey, let's go jogging in the park together. Yeah. And the person, someone told me, like, like she didn't need an app. She needed a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, right? that's true. So maybe you're that's calling true. very lonely people who Could are be. easy to get to and or people who like to waste time. I'll find certain levels, especially in big companies, um, will take meetings because it fills their calendar up, yep. makes them feel busy. Yep. So check in. Really, you can go ask what this guy's name, Eugene. Uh, Gene. Eugene. Eugene can, you can ask people that have taken a meeting with you after the fact, even. Hey, I got a question. When I first called you, why'd you even sit down with me? You can obviously do that in the meeting, but if you forget to, you can go back and yeah. call. Yeah. So hone in on why the getting the meetings is so easy first. Okay. That's first step one. Yeah, I, I like that. And then uh, my next point would be, I find it, let's see, after the initial pitch and proposal. Well, first off, why are we doing pitch and proposal? And I know that you may just be using those words, Eugene, uh, willy-nilly, pitch and proposal. But I I do think that I don't want to pitch. I'm not pitching anything, and I'm definitely not proposing anything on the first meeting. Now, if it's a if it's a remote thing where you're only making one trip to, to Birmingham and you have to pitch and propose, then you need to be having more phone conversations before you get there. But I'm presuming that this is meeting number one, initial pitch and proposal. Don't pitch and don't propose. Yeah, That'll help you improve your pipeline because the people who need yep. a pitch or proposal yep. will drop out. Amen to that. Now, did you say Birmingham? Were you thinking Alabama or, or, or England? England? That yeah. was really good. Yeah, Because you said Birmingham. It's I'm actually like, this guy's Bur- in England. Birmingham. Birmingham. Birmingham? I don't know. I don't know. We'll get corrected. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. What are you good. talking about? I'm like, Alabama. Dude, I was scanning. As I was talking, I was scanning the countryside. Uh, okay. So then next is um, I want you to think about, so you say, okay, here's here's why. You do a bill set and say we're going to sort <laughs> so it out better. Far, so far, we've got don't go to meetings and don't <laughs> exactly. pitch and propose. Don't pitch and propose. Gonna, this is going to be a so game changer for you. So I want you to uh, sit in the northwest corner of your uh, favorite dark room, light some green candles. And hum, uh, burn hum some the incense, Beatles, the Beatles song. draw it into you. 
Eugene. Um, okay, I want you to also think about, uh, Bill talks about this a lot, this, this two-sided process here. And I don't want you to think about being hopeful that this person becomes a prospect for you. I want you to think about this person proving to you that they deserve to be a prospect for you. Okay, and that's energy first, and then it's language and action second. So I want you to, Eugene, switch your energy here to saying, okay, someone asked me to come talk to him, and that's all it is. And yeah. so then I'm going to yeah. decide if this is a person I want to hook, you know, hitch my wagon to, yeah. that yeah. sort of thing. Um, again, energy first, then language and, and action second around that. But that that's another, because it sounds like he's like, okay, I'm in, good, Boom, get him, yeah. right? And you need to back off on that probably. So what is... What is that movie that plays in our mind where someone call? Let's say somebody calls you out of the blue. Now I know you don't do it now, but in your in your amateur days, somebody <laughs> yeah. calls you out of the blue, and it's a re, it's like Eli Lilly Company or IBM. It's yeah. like massive, and the VP of Sales calls you and says, "Brand, I've heard about the good work you do. I want you to come in and talk to my executive team. What would be the most perfect situation? How do you keep from?" that movie playing way out of control. Yeah, no, that's great. Because that's great then you question. go out and you buy a new shirt and you buy a little bit <laughs> better do. tie and you, you get a haircut and you I did get that your beard trim. When the NFL called, I went out and got a suit for my NFL yeah. interview because I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. here we go. Uh, and so some of that part is, of it is good. It's exactly, preparation, exactly. right? Um, but on the way there, though, there you, I had to center the whole time. Like, okay, this is just this. It's all it like, is. It's all it is. I'm going to go talk yeah. and I'm going to be me and what will be will be. Yeah. Like I have a little phrase to say it's in God's hands. Like, so why is that so hard? Uh, because don't, you don't you see it with your clients oh, where some they all we the get time. so far ahead of ourselves, and we have an actual meeting today with our client that we share, and, and part of the meeting is going to be talking about how do we resurrect deals that are that are dead yes. or or dying. And I think a lot of times we enter that whole conversation with, well, you know, yeah. they really seemed interested, and man, I was counting on this, and it was, it's gonna be, this could be a big deal for me. Yes, it's like, wait a minute, it's nothing. No, it's nothing. It isn't. It isn't. And that's what it is. I mean, that we have a mantra we've talked about on the podcast: it's nothing till it's something, and it's only something when their money's irrevocably in your checking account. Yeah, anything can happen, <laughs> but until then, contracts can blow up. All that jazz, verbals yeah. don't count. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know the human nature. To think something is more than it is, right. where that comes from, is a great positive or negative. Either way, like if somebody calls you and says, "Brian, you, you we got a problem. You got to come to my office right now. We got to talk about this." Yes, we will blow that up. Absolutely. Too. So it could be positive. Yes. Or this this thing. Uh, now this is pulling some personal stuff in. I'm working very hard on being okay right now. And what I notice is if I sh- go forward. It could be optimist, or if I go backwards either, to yeah. shame or guilt or things, yeah. I'm like, no, no, I'm just here. Right now, I'm sitting here recording this podcast, and I'm okay where I'm yeah. at. I'm just yeah. okay. I'm sitting with you. I've got some water. I'm good. And that it's a centering thing to bring you back to the present moment, um, which is all that matters. I think there's a whole lot more around that. For a lot of, I mean, Eugene hit it head on yes. here, but um, if he wouldn't have talked about pitch and proposal and, and uh, how do you how do you generate business? I don't know that we'd have gone there, but I think it's, it's worth having another podcast about. Oh, for sure. That's a good one. It's our movie. It's the movie we play in our mind and it, it gets is. us in trouble because then, then we start working on the wrong problem. Yes. The right problem, Eugene, to work on is what's their issue? What are they struggling with? Where are they trying to get in their business life and how can you help them get there? Not how do I pitch and propose better? Correct. Yeah. The whole thing needs to, to turn to a balanced parallel track yeah. with them. Good stuff. 
Yeah. You want to take us out, bring us out? Shall I? Uh, out? If you've not already done so, go to our uh, LinkedIn group. We have a great LinkedIn group with over 9,000 active members. Great discussion, uh, fellow listeners of yours, great places to network and connect and those sorts of things. And as we mentioned earlier, we are out on the road. We love to travel to see our listeners. Uh, we've got gigs coming up uh, here in the back half of the year already booked. Send us an email, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Put in the subject line, come see us, and we'll tell you how that whole thing works. That's it. We'll see you next time on the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye.